Welcome back to another episode and you're listening to the Raw Knowledge Podcast with your host as ever, myself, Alex Connor, and I'm back with another talented guest, a bit of a part two to the last podcast and this morning I'm joined by Adam Shepard. Hi. Thank you for your time this morning, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. To give a bit of context, I mean, if people have watched the last episode mm-hmm. with Tash, I'm sure they'll start to amalgamate it. But yes. for perhaps people just tuning in and tuning in in general, mm-hmm. let's start, as we always do, mm-hmm. with what you do, who you are, and why you do it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Adam, um, 39. Um, I was born with Spina Bifida, so I've been a wheelchair user my whole life. Um, and I get to work with Tash um, every day. So Tash and I uh, run a business called Invincible together. and. Um, well, I guess, I guess you could say we're intertwined in a few different ways. Um, so we have the business together. Um, I also coach Tash as a wheelchair racer and I'm a qualified PT and I coach Tash in the gym as well. So yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's kind of unpack that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. First of all, yeah. I guess let's talk about, you know, yourself, your mm-hmm. spina bifida. Is that, yes, am I pronouncing bifida. that correct? Yeah, so. so how did that occur from memory from our conversations outside of this? This is something that you were born with? Yeah, am so right? spina bifida is a neural tube defect. Um, if you've ever seen like the um, pregnancy multivitamins, you know, spina bifida generally always rates a mention because um, it's used to be the most common. Um, and um, yeah, so it's a neural tube defect. Uh, they say folate is a big cause of it, or lack of folate in, a, in the mother's diet um, is a big cause of it. Um, and yeah, it's something you're born with. Um, you can be, you know, so me, a, a wheelchair user, I have no use of my legs whatsoever. Um, otherwise, you know, people walking down the street who you could look at and think, you know, there's nothing going on. Yes. Um, could also have it, but have smaller aspects of, of the disability. So it might be like, for example, they have um, a loss of nerves or yeah. mobility, but it's not fully. Could be sensation. Right. It could be. It could be a limp. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. All, all that sort of stuff. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. a lot so of differences. It, it manifests, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word, in, in a myriad of different ways. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So this is interesting then, because mm. I mean, someone like say Tash, who wasn't born that way, versus yourself. Yeah. It's a very different sort of, I guess, feel. It's very. You know, the, the whole outset is different. If you don't know any better and you're born that way, I mm-hmm, imagine yeah. it's different. So what can, you know, for people who don't or maybe aren't aware, mm. what what is it like just, I guess, growing up with this and, and mm. you know, I guess adapting to life, things we generally yeah. take for granted because life is built, I mean, it's getting better, but yeah. it's built for kind of the average, oh, right? the average height, the 100%. average this, the average that. Is. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of makes yeah. things difficult when you fall out of the norm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, for me growing up, I was I was really lucky. I was, um, you know, my mum and dad. Um, I've got a sister also who's fifteen years, uh, fifteen years, fifteen months younger than I am, um, but all very very supportive of me. And I was I grew up in a family where I, I wasn't sort of wrapped up in cotton wool, not mollycoddled. Yeah, it was you go good. out, you give everything a go. Um, if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, we we figure out a way. Um, you know, f- for me, life is all about adapting. Um, as you sort of alluded to. Um, you know, it's not, it is meant for the, for the norm, I guess. And mm. so as a wheelchair user, you find yourself, or a person with disability even, you find yourself adapting a lot um, to different things, whether it be, you know, simple things like going to the shops or, you know, going out for dinner with friends or going to nightclubs and, um, you know, even, you know, going out with my wife and my son, I've got a five-year-old. So, 
um, as a dad to you know doing things like that you know it's um, it's all about adapting mm. yeah. so perhaps let's I want to delve into more like your childhood it sounds like you had a great upbringing like yeah. you said that's probably mm -hmm. the best way yeah. when your your parents you know your sister your family are like yeah well almost maybe not a little bit hard but even like give you a little bit of shit to kind of build resilience oh, 100%. in terms of mm -hmm. i think it's the whole the whole maxim of being cruel to be kind it's not cruel it's just kind of treating someone mm -hmm. with respect in my opinion yep. but if they were i guess walking around on eggshells or giving you special mm -hmm. treatment to yep. a degree mm -hmm. you probably would have had a a, a tougher time going mm. out into the real world oh 100 with that 100%. Um, you know, things, things as such as, um, you know, just day-to-day -day standing up for myself in situations or, you know, when it came to looking for a job or, you know, putting myself forward for opportunities, um, it all, that, that upbringing really helped for all that sort of stuff. Because um, I, I grew up saying, no, I can do that or, you know, give me the opportunity to do mm. that. Whereas I guess, um, you know, if I was wrapped up in cotton wool and a, as a child not given those opportunities, um, yeah, probably, I, I probably wouldn't have been as able to adapt to that. Yeah. Mm. So back when you were young and you were in school, is that mm. when you fell in love with sport and yeah. that kind of the evolution or was it something that was a little bit later as, down the track? Yeah, evolution is a good word for it, I guess. I, I was always active. Um, I was, I'm not an academic in any way, shape or form. Unless there's something I'm, I'm really passionate about, you know, sports and exercise and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was an evolution. I started out as a swimmer. Um, early on, I started swimming right. when I was like six or seven. Nice. Um, and probably swam through to my mid-teens. What What was it about swimming that you enjoyed? Um, I just the just the exercise, and I love you know growing up on the Gold Coast and being surrounded by water, and you know um, I just I grew up in the water, and swimming was a I guess a natural progression mm -hmm. um but eventually i got sick of staring at a black line in the middle of the pool and yeah it's um, a bit like it's monotonous isn't it something yeah and so uh, a friend of mine had a, a racing wheelchair well, a three-wheeled racing wheelchair and um i jumped in it just to give it a go and and you know as i say the rest is history i, I fell in love with the sport and um and that was you know i was 12 at that point um and um yeah raced through until i was maybe 21 or 22 mm -hmm. yeah. so um, yeah it's, um, that, that was sort of the progression and um, then yeah I, as I say about 21 22 I got out of the sport um, you know all my friends were going out partying and then, you know you know, you know mingling with the members of the fairer sex and you know, having a good old time yeah a good old time and and I was I was training you know twice a day six days a week and and at that point I guess I felt like I was missing out and um because of that, I guess I wasn't enjoying racing so much. It was getting a bit monotonous, and you know, um, so yeah, decided to get out of it at that point. And, um, and then from there, basically a few years went by, and you know, I was just doing all that twenty-something-year-olds do. You know, going out with my friends and partying, and you know, working and all the rest of it. Um, but I was, and I was probably still eating as much as I did when I was training six days a week, twice a day. Um, so I, I kind of decided I needed to get back into something. So mm. I got back in the gym, started training again. Um, but I, I, all of a sudden I, I had this thing like, okay, I'm doing all this exercise and I'm doing all these specific exercises in specific ways, and, but I want to know why. So I thought, you know what, this is once again, natural progression, um, become a personal trainer. And um, I was starting to find my love for sport and for exercise again. So yeah, it's 
where I ended up. Mm. Sometimes you have to sort of go to the other side of things to, to realize what you're not missing out on. Yeah. But also you need to scratch that itch as well. I mean, as a young person, yeah. that's, you know, we all kind of go for our phase to a degree. Yeah whether it's earlier, later, whether it's, you know, this much or that much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where were the local hangout spots that you went to with the crew, with the lads, oh. or, or, you know, the people you hang around with? Did you have any specific nightclubs or hangout spaces? We, or we used to spend a lot of time in surfers. Um, yeah, we, surfers that's changed a lot yeah. of the years, hasn't oh, it? Oh, hasn't it just? Surfers is interesting. And see, um, funnily enough, a lot of those nightclubs are, you know, are still there, mm. um, but, you know, for a wheelchair user getting into some of those clubs, you know, you can you can you talk us through what it's like? Uh, it, because it's I mean, like to, to add a bit of humility, because yeah. I guess a lot of people like this, we don't think about that. Yeah. And I'm even now, I've just got questions coming in, like, how'd yeah. you get in? Like, yeah. what do you do? Like, do you have any trouble with idiots? That sort of stuff. Can't, yeah, you, you do. Because people are drunk, they just have no filter. Yeah, oh, 100%, 100%. Um, so as far as getting in, um, a lot of them have got stairs or, you know, stairs to get up to, or they might have back entrances that, um, you know, security guards have got to go and unlock five doors so you can get in or you might find yourself going through a kitchen of a restaurant to get in the back door of a, or a club so it was a lot mm. of that um, there was also a lot of you know the, my buddies that I was hanging out with carrying me upstairs um, good people oh yeah great people hey, was, come on lads yeah, let's go <laughs> yeah it's like one on each end of the chair and up we went so um, yeah, that's what it was like um, to, when we were leaving clubs if I was designated driver, <laughs> generally that didn't happen because I'd seen how much they'd had to drink yeah. and didn't quite trust them carrying me downstairs. If I'd been having a few as well, I didn't care. So yeah, um, landed on my landed on my face a few times, landed on my ass a few times. But, uh, no harm done. No, no harm done. I'm still here to tell the story. Yeah. I mean, I'm a wheelchair user, but yeah, I'm still yeah, here to yeah. tell the tale. What so. happened? Big night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a big night in town. Yeah. <laughs> What, have you got any like favorite moments or funniest moments being out with the guys? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Um, there used to be, the name of it escapes me, there used to be an Irish pub on Cavill Avenue around where, is it Gilshaw? It's not uh, Kitty O'Shea's, is it? Yeah, something right, like that. Uh, do you want about opposite the McDonald's, right near the, the like the end, it right near the opposite the coast? Upstairs, upstairs from where McDonald's was up there. Yes, uh, people it, will be screaming the name now, but I, something like that. Something but you're right, yeah, and it was yeah, yeah. yeah, right on. It was actually deceitfully big inside. Picture this, wood stairs, polished wood stairs. The boys carrying me upstairs. Yeah, because there's a few. Yeah, um, thick smell of stale beer on the stairs and that sort of stuff. Um, one of my buddies, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names because I'll be <laughs> nice to him, but pretty girl walks past and he's like like this lost lost me so i started bouncing down the stairs on my back Jeez. on these hard on these hard stairs Ooh. and we we still to this day we still give him you know crap about that but it, you were okay yeah oh yeah i was, I was a bit yeah it, it was an excuse for them to buy me beers for the rest of the night hey. so, yeah, it's like you drop me down the stairs give me drinks give me yeah. drinks so, hey yeah. you gotta milk it for all as well 100 oh, percent. yeah so yeah, did he even get that girl's number <laughs> Yeah, ah, oh, it's you know the amount of times people are you know females come up and go, oh, can I sit in your chair? Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. That that like, it's like, oh, that's yeah, funny. It's like, yeah, but I can't jump out of my chair. You know, you can so, sit on my lap. Yeah, in the but chair. you but you can sit on my lap if you want. Yeah. Did you, did you? Yeah. How how did that go? I guess with the opposite sex, did you find that they were very like inquisitive, curious? Were they um, a bit standoffish? Yeah, really standoffish back. Yeah, it was a not. Because um, I guess the times yeah. have changed now, right? Yeah. Anything goes, really. 100, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, back back then, I was going to say back in the day. Back in the uh, day. Back in the day. We're getting old. 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was different. It was, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't forthcoming and you know, that sort of thing either. So, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. You know, it wasn't until I, you know, sort of a bit later in life, and you know, I was a little bit older, and you know, I was a bit more confident myself, and um, I guess that showed. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it was an interesting time back then. You know, yeah. um, girls were you know too scared to ask, or you know it was the the fear of you know being seen with a guy in a wheelchair and you know, stuff like that. So, which bit, bit of stigma. Oh, a bit of stigma, which is all BS as we know. But um, but you know, back in the day, that's that's what it was. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Which is like anything, really, how it's evolved. You know. Mm, yeah. So that brings me to ask, where did you meet your wife? So my wife and I over the years have been involved in a, a rotary run camp um, called Rights. It's Rotary Youth Transition Seminar. Um, and basically schools from all over the state select a, a few kids to go to this camp. And yes. it's basically team leading, team leadership skills, um, life skills, that sort of thing. It's a week long camp. Um, and we were both involved in that. So I spoke on the camp every year. That's great. Um, and Christy, my wife, was a, um, was a support person on the camp. She went on the camp and looked after the students and, and whatnot. And, um, so we knew each other for 10 years before we actually got together. And then one That's day, cool. yeah, it was really cool. And we were, we were friends, you know. That's the best way, really. It, it worked for us, you know. And um, she, one day she's like, hey, let's catch up. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And as they say, the rest is history. It's cool. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important though with you, like someone that you spend, you know, a long time, the rest of your life with, they've got to be your best friend. Oh, 100%. There needs and, to be more. Uh, and particularly, you know, she's she's dealt with a lot with me, um, you know, as far as hospital trips and illness and and things like that. So, um, you know, she wouldn't she wouldn't probably say this herself, but she's bloody tough. Like she's strong. Um, she has to be to put up with me, I yeah, guess, too. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and because then we've got our five year old Fletcher as well. So yeah, but um yeah, so we're we're twelve years married and going strong. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, as it as it does it seem like it's been twelve years? Was it gone fast? Oh, no, it doesn't seem like twelve years. It it, it has gone fast. You know, mm. there's been a, a lot of in between. Yeah, you know, as I say, hospital trips for me, and you know, there's been a few things. But um, and and then you know we'd been together and married a while before Fletch came along. Um, but yeah, no, it's every day's a journey, man. Every day's a journey. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And and what's it like now being a dad? It's the, it's amazing. It's the best. Seriously, it's the best thing ever. He's awesome. Um, Anybody who meets Fletcher and knows me, he goes, he's your, he's yours. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, it's like I a mini version of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm small. I'm three foot tall in my chair, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just personality wise. He's awesome. He's, he's cheeky, um, but he's got a good heart. He's got the best heart, you know, ever. So no, I'm, I'm really proud of him. He's a good kid. Yeah. So. I think we've, we've, you know, although, you know, as a, I guess as a human, you know, sometimes you question yourself and all that, but, um, and, you know, as a parent, you question yourself a lot, but, you know, some days I look back and I go, no, I've done this okay. You know, done all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not taking all the credit, you know. Um, <laughs> my wife, Christy's amazing, and, yeah, yeah and, yeah, um, she, you know, you, you could look at the situation and say that Christy actually has two kids. She has a 39-year-old and a five-year-old. So, you know, somebody's got to keep the balance as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's 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 a team effort. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Isn't it when you've yeah. got kids, I imagine. 100%. He's he's funny. He um, A couple of weeks ago, he tried to play Christy and I off against each other. 
She'd said no. As all good kids oh, figure 100%. out. Hundred percent. It's what it's what they do. And I'll ask um, Dad for this. I'll ask mm. Mum for that, and I'll play the difference. We were. He was literally where he went wrong, um, and it was his first time. So you know, give him his due. But he was literally meet you away, and Christy was on the other side, like we on the other side of you. Um, so and he's like. Mum, can I do this? Christy said no. So then he literally turns on the spot and goes, Dad, can I do this? I'm like, you've got to do better than that, dude. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Otherwise, fine. you end up getting in the argument. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, what did your mother say? Yeah. 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 It's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, uh, things you do when you're young, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that one will get brought up at 18th and 21st, I think. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So you did your racing, mm -hmm. that came to a close, you went out, mm -hmm. you lived your best life with your mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you met love of your life somewhere along the way as well, had your son Fletcher. But mm -hmm. obviously somewhere in between all that, you've mm. fallen in love with becoming somewhat of a coach, a trainer, yeah. if you will. Mm. So talk to me about how this came to actuality. So um, I became a personal trainer. I'd, I'd sort of developed that um, that passion for exercise and fitness mm. again, and what what age was this? Ah, uh, early twenties. Right. I'd okay. Say. So yeah. you were what you were kind of doing that when you were still racing then, um, towards, or just a, towards uh, it? Okay. Yeah, it was pro probably mid. I'd say mid twenties because I sort of got out of racing at 21, 22. Had a couple of years of you know just doing my thing, and then yeah, it was probably a couple of years went by before I decided. to... Well, out of interest, what were you doing for work over that period of time? Core centers, lots and lots and lots of core centers, um, and it was, you know. I, don't begrudge the work, you know. It um, teaches you a lot of skills. Oh, yeah, it teaches you some, you know. <laughs> resiliency. Resiliency and communication. Thick skin. But, get a lot of hang-ups. Yeah. But yeah, and I'd kind of um, realised that it, it, you know, that wasn't always going to be for me. Like there was, I'd, I'd sort of, you know, there was more there and more I wanted to do. I just had to figure out how to get there and, and what to do. And um, yeah, so it came in the form of doing my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. <clears throat> Um, become a personal trainer. Um, worked at a gym for a while, and um, yeah, and then actually went out and started my own business. So was running park sessions and you know going to people's houses and stuff. Excuse me. Oh, no, you're right. Go for it. You got to keep the whistle wet. It's an old school trick. <coughs> yeah. Not that one though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. Jesus, what's in it? Turps. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> it's only Powerade, guys. Yeah, Don't worry. It, it is. With a shot of vodka. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did my, did the Cert 3 and 4 in fitness and um, I got offered, I was lucky, I got offered uh, a spot, a PT spot at the gym that I worked at at right. the time. Where was that? Uh, at the gym I was training at, I should say, um, which was um, Jets at Ashmore. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, and um, I, I was sort of there pretty religiously and got, they got to know me pretty well. So that's they awesome. offered me a spot, which that's, was great. That's really good. Yeah. So It's a better transition because the members know you, the staff know you, you've got some sort of a presence. Yeah. It's a nice transition. It was great. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it was one day I was there just in my normal gym clothes and next minute I was there wearing a you know, a red shirt and whatever and PTing and stuff. It was really cool. So, um, and I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, and yeah, just found my way into you know, my own business as well. I never wanted to be sort of, I guess, pigeonholed into just training people with disabilities, but as natural flow of progression went, that's that's where I ended up. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, um, with Tash. So wheelchair racing in Queensland is really tough. Sorry, I'm gonna have to do another. No, no, go for it. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Something caught up. 
I was just looking at your tattoo, mm. Fletcher as well. That's really yeah, cool. Fletch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I like that. Um, I got that done, excuse me. I got that done when he was about six weeks old. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. And that's obviously when he was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, whenever I'm filling out forms and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what. Um, and that was his, his last um, scan. I got his heart rate. And so I got that copied onto that's onto, cool. Onto that. Yeah, I, so, I like it. Yeah, so I've got um, something nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got four tats, and but this is probably the most visible one. Mm. Um, and yeah. I'm sure probably one of the most meaningful as well. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, with with training, um, you're saying wheelchair racing. Wheelchair, yeah, it's competitive. Yeah, it's um, not a whole lot of um, support in Queensland for wheelchair sports um, or for a lot of wheelchair sports. Um, the, we've got our state body um, that basically look after three or four sports and that's about it. But anything else they sort of don't lend their hand to. Um, <clears throat> but Tash, um, you know, who I, who I coach now, um, sent me a message and she's like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to help me out, coach me, are you interested? And at the time I, you know, I was doing my PTing and I thought, you know, kind of seemed like a bit of a natural progression I guess um, so I said yeah absolutely there's nobody there was nobody else in the state who was had any knowledge I mean I didn't you know profess to be any sort of you know amazing coach or whatever but I had the knowledge of what I had from when I was racing and I knew I knew what needed to be done and all that so, so I'm like yeah you know what absolutely sign me up so as I say the rest is history and we've been training together four years or something now so yeah, she's kicking some some big goals, which is awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. doing really well. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. So talk us through then, I guess, for the people who listen who are really into the, mm. you know, the more mechanistic side of training and nutrition. Mm. What have you done with Tash from since starting in terms of what mm. does the training look like? You know, when you're working with someone with a disability, what are some of the other things, that, apart yeah. from the obvious, that you've got to consider? Yeah. You know, mm. and Tash obviously talked to us about some of this and even her nutrition yeah. based on, you know, her requirements, which yeah. are very nuanced as well. Yeah, yeah. But maybe you can talk <laughs> us through some of more like the programming aspects or, yeah. the, or like how you've broken that down yeah. and improved yeah. uh, Tash to where she is now, which is obviously a very successful athlete. Absolutely. So um, for, for Tash, we, you know, we focused... Um, a lot for, for a wheelchair racer, you know, obviously all upper body. Um, prior to Tash and I starting to work together, Tash was pushing around in her day chair mm. um, and doing, you know, 20, 30 Ks a day in her day chair, which um, from a um, body perspective is horrible for your shoulders, really bad. It, it, yeah. um, and one of the biggest things for, for people with disabilities or, or wheelchair users or, you know, people with wheelchair sport is ruining their shoulders. Um, rotator cuff issues are a massive thing. I can imagine. Um, yeah, massive thing. Um, so, you know, I guess for the, my focus for her was getting her strong, but making sure we kept those things in check, rotator cuff and all that sort of stuff. So, um, major focus on that. I stopped her straight away. I'm like, you do not go out and you push those distances in your day chair ever again. Yeah. Um, do them in your racing chair. Racing chair, you know, is built for that. It's, yeah, it's more ergonomic. It's much more ergonomic. Designed yeah. for yeah. that. Um, and we had to, so Tash's got rheumatoid arthritis. Um, so it was working around what she needed and what she could and couldn't do um, as far as her joints were concerned as well. So there was a lot of thought. Um, There's a lot of screening that we did about, you know, is this going to work? And um, it, it took us a while to figure out because, you know, based on the knowledge I had, we just went out and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. But amongst 
the you know the chest, back, shoulders, tries, buys, um, and core. There was a whole bunch of stuff that I just assumed would be good because I can do it, um, but because of you know her rheumatoid and, and different things, um, wasn't as easy for her. So um, yeah, it was it was definitely it was figuring out and me doing a lot of research just to um, online about other exercises and ways we can you know, affect, get the same effect. Um, but yeah. Um, we generally do a five-day split, so um, chest, back, shoulders, tries, buys, um, tries and well, yeah, tries and buys on the same day, um, and we do a, a midday, which is more like a functional, uh, functional session, mm -hmm. and medicine ball throws. Um, we swim as well on that day. Um, just a, it's a bit of a it's a midweek recovery session, which mm -hmm. is a bit odd, I know, but no, um, it works. We have sort of two two day block of you know getting it done, then have a, a little bit of a you know, training day, but it's a lower intensity yeah, training day. Yeah, bit of active recovery. 100%. Um, so, and then Thursday, Friday, um, we're back into the gym and, and uh, in a racing chair. So Tasha will generally do two sessions, she does two sessions a day. Um, so um, gym session and then she's either on the crit track in her racing chair or on the road in her racing chair, or we go to the athletics track and she's in a racing chair. Um, so we generally do two crit track sessions a week um, and two tracks of, uh, athletics track sessions a week. Um, Tash is a marathoner, um, but we do use the track for, um, you know, just working on the, the finer skills, you know, techniques, and um, we do some um, intervals, some shorter distance intervals on the track and, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's good because the track being a smaller environment, I, I get to see a whole lot more of what she's doing and you know we can focus on things a bit more mm. is, is oh, i talked to tash about this in terms of like the weather mm. being obviously a factor mm. and obviously at the moment in queensland it's not been great do you have an indoor track or velodrome that you guys can use no it'd be great it was funny you know we i'm just thinking it would be i mean it'd be very easy but it'd be great to work on speed stuff just because i imagine the surface would be beautiful oh yeah indoors it would be amazing there's not one around um we get really, when the weather turns bad, there's a lot of races out there that will go out and train in the wet and all that sort of stuff, um, just due to, you know, health and... Resiliency. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, Tash was telling me something about, like, the grip. It's yeah. really hard to... Yeah. That's the, the problem is... Because she was saying you actually, you know, where you actually... People think it's yeah. a different part yeah. of the hand, but it's on the side, is that right? You, you're not actually gripping the wheel at all. When you're in a racing chair, you're actually punching the wheel. With, yeah, with that. Weird. So, yeah, it is. Um, so it's rubber, the, rub, the gloves got rubber and the wheels got rubber, so it's rubber on rubber contact. Um, and when it's wet, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> tough. So um, a lot of people have different glues that they use, handball glue and different things, um, which makes things, but, um, which makes things a little bit easier. But yeah, training the wets is a nuisance. So yeah, we might find on, you know, some days we just have to get out and do it. Yeah. Because you know you're going to show up to a race one day and it's yeah it's a good skill to have. Yeah. It's like riding a motorcycle, you're going to get hit in the rain one day, so you better as well get good in it. Hundred percent. And um, you know one day you are going to yeah you're going to show up to a race and it, it's going to happen. And um, I've seen it. And, you know, I've been in in races myself where they're won and lost on your ability to race under those conditions. Um, you know, whether it be pouring down rain, thunder, lightning, you know, or a beautiful sunny day. Um, yeah, so it, it's just one of those things you, you've got to, but yeah, unfortunately at this point, no indoor here. So we end up in days when we really can't train. Um, 
in the chair where in the pool or you know some other sort of cardio um, fitness yeah ski ergs are a really big one for us i was gonna say Um, so how how do you i guess as well to jump in as well with the the shoulder thing so that's obviously a key factor anyway even a lot of athletes a lot of people have you know damaged shoulders improper Mm. form too much intensity etc and the shoulder joint it's great it's universal Mm. but it's very complex yes and you know we talk about this concept of bulletproof shoulders so if i can use that sort of Mm. as a bit of a metaphor yeah yeah how you know in this Mm. environment are you building up apart from again some of the obvious things Mm. bulletproof shoulders or shoulders that have that endurance in you know the obviously racing demands yeah, because yeah. like you said it's not like you can use your legs yeah and yeah, yeah. you know you, you every you need your arms and shoulders for every day so there's yeah. quite a precarious situation yeah because you can't and really you don't want to overdo it because no. it's like there's a lot of repercussions yeah. it's which is what i was thinking yeah when tash was talking to me about it. yeah yeah 100 i mean um shoulders are not meant for what a wheelchair uses put them through yeah simple as that um you know <clears throat> your legs are your shoulders aren't by virtue of the fact that, um, so we do a lot of rotator cuff exercise, um, and it's all about strengthening those areas and knowing when to go. You know what? Enough's enough. Um, if we're out and Tasha's getting particular pain in her shoulders, things like that, um, we pull it. We'll pull a pin yeah. on a session um, because um, you know pushing things like that are, are, are just a no-go for us. Um, you know, I was. I guess I was. In a way, I, I should say fortunate. When I was racing and, and coming up through the sport, I saw a lot of guys that were my age and younger um, who couldn't move themselves around anymore and relied on so much help getting in their chairs and stuff like that um, because they'd stuffed the rotator cuffs and you know they were young, fit, healthy guys but couldn't move themselves around. Um, and I you know I promised myself that. I would never be like that and I would never allow anybody I was working with to, to be like that. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it gets a little bit rough sometimes. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. So, you know, shoulder injuries, um, we've got a really good exercise physiologist um, that, we've, that we work with. Um, Tash does um, basically shoulder warm-up every session because um, literally every, every session we do involves the shoulders at some level. Um, so she does a shoulder warm-up and rota- rotator cuff every session um, to, just to make sure those joints are, are free and moving. And, That's yeah. it. Obviously, seeing the right people, getting yeah. the right prescription, the right modalities, again, training yeah. volume. X-rays and, you know, just if there's a niggle there, you know. Um, catch, catch it early. Just, yeah, absolutely catch it early before we push it um, too much. And, you know, once we, if we get an X-ray, if we get a scan or whatever, and we know what we're working with, um, it gives us a much better idea of what we can what we can get away with and what we can't get away with. Yeah, um, and that's where we find swimming's really good too. Um, yeah, uh, low, lower resi- Well, it's it's just like a you mm. know a resistance that's a little easier on the joints. Yeah. you know, in that sort yeah. of low, lesser gravity environment rather than yeah. you know constant resistance through weight training. Absolutely, she's turned the arms over. Um, you know, it's 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 good for lung lung capacity as well, which as a racer is a really important thing. Um, and we use hot and cold um, recovery therapy as well. So yeah, yeah, all of those things are really helpful. Which is brilliant. Do you guys yeah. do that out in the rain? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's great out there. We generally on a Wednesday, um, you know, we jump in the pool. The pool there's amazing. Um, do some laps in the pool and then um, do a few in and outs of the hot and cold there. Yeah, it definitely works. Oh yeah. I just I, I get home and 
Um, I'm not usually one for falling asleep on the couch, but um, that generally after that, I'm yeah, I'm takes I'm, it out of you. So you obviously do, and I'm seeing this because you know I've watched you and Tash train in the gym. Mm. You partake in some or most of these sessions as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we we train together um, ninety, I'd say ninety five percent of the time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't get in a racing chair. I'm working on getting on in a racing chair again. Um, Tash really wants wants me to get in a racing chair again so um but yeah as far as gym training's gone what she does i do um so you know I, I figure you know if it's good for her it's good enough for me and um i i, I kind of run by the whole i wouldn't make her do something that i'm not prepared to do myself either yeah. so um yeah so it's good yeah we're always looking for different ways of adapting things and um i guess my biggest i wouldn't say fault but a thing that annoys her most is I'm a bit of a purist. I stick to what I know and what I know works, and um, she's always looking for new ways. So we kind of balance that out by you know doing a few different things here and there. Yeah, yeah. which is great, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not no, a bad so thing at all. It keeps things fresh, and you know, um, yeah. Do you do you coach any other athletes? Just a quick one, guys, before we carry on with the podcast. For any of you who are interested in taking your health and physique to the next level and you want to remove the guesswork, you're not quite getting the progress that you want, you're not seeing what you want to see in the mirror, and you're not feeling like you're really moving in the right direction, then click the link in the bio below the apply button where you can contact me we can organize a free consultation no obligation and discover whether it's a good fit as coach and client all right back to it do you do you coach any other athletes as well as tash and if so are they all in the same kind of sport or do you have different athletes who are doing different things you know, in terms of competing with disabilities, etc. You know, I see a lot of that um, across like the Olympic sports, etc. Yeah. Which I actually really love watching. Yeah. I like yeah. um, watching the sprinters. Mm. You know, that have lost their limbs, and I'm just yeah. like, that's fucking incredible, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I see the <laughs> the resiliency, it's and just, I'm like, these, man, yeah. it, it inspires me. Amputees with you know Whew. running on blades and stuff. I'm, I'm like, like mate, that's they're actually quicker. Yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the spring. It's almost like an advantage, which it would be. I mean, if you can build a carbon fiber, you know, and you can, you've got the capacity to still kind of, you know, extend and, and flex at the hip, then, yeah. I mean, you're going to be <laughs> dangerous. It's just insane. Well, some of the, you know, some of these guys um, compete at both the Olympics and the Paralympics, um, you know, because they've qualified for both. I was going to say, I mean, yeah. brilliant. So, so they can, you know, so, you know, you're, you're getting the opportunity to, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I should watch just, yeah. uh, a race because I'm not actually seeing them combined. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't. Oscar Pistorius, who you know got himself into a little bit of trouble a few years ago. Oh, what well, he did. Yeah, but he used to. He um, ran in the Olympics and then backed up for the Paralympics. Um, yeah, which was which was pretty cool to see. There's okay. been a, I think there's been a few others since him as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you, do you have, I guess, another um, sort of um, roster of athletes as, as well as I, I don't at this point. I've, I've sort of coached um, one or two other kids on, you know, juniors on and off. Um, but, um, and who's sort of, they're just helping them out as far as um, setting them up in a racing chair. Um, for anybody who's actually seen a racing chair, it's very specific, you know. Um, they're very, how, there's a lot of camber, yeah. right, on the wheels. How you sit in them. Um, leg position where your legs go is very specific to the person um some, what 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 why 
Some people can, uh, so some people that jump in a racing chair can literally kneel on their legs. Um, ah. So their legs will- Is that will, better? Um, Sensor of gravity? It, yeah, look, it, 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 it's the chosen way of doing it. Um, I can't. That's fucking uncomfortable. Oh, I know. Can you imagine like 40? No, I can't. 40? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I mean, me even just getting into that position is awkward. Man, I can't feel my legs. So yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine and go, shit, I reckon that'd be really uncomfortable. Yeah, but, no. um, really good quad mobility oh, is needed. I, reckon, um, I could never do that in a racing chair. My leg, I don't have the flexibility in my knees to, you know, take yeah. my knees up behind me. Um, so I, I had a, I strapped my legs up as, just as far back as they'd go. Yeah. But things like that, so foot plates, um, push push technique. I worked on some of that with some up and coming juniors and, and, and some of that as well. But um, at the, at this point, Tasha's is the only uh, athlete I coach regularly. Yeah. Definitely open for more if there's more people. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, but we'll put the links in yeah. the bio, my friend. Yeah. Uh, what What are the, some of the main takeaways and I guess learnings that you've you know, taken since mm-hmm. working with Tash specifically, because yeah. like you said, you work very closely with her, you work with her for a long time. Yeah. What have you learned from that experience? And it can be other general life takeaways. Yeah, um, uh, yeah as I mentioned before, I'm very much, um, it, it's it's helped me, like I, I always thought I was pretty good at, adap- at adapting, um, but working with Tash has helped me to, I guess, think more in that space um, and adapt more because of, you know, Tasha's rheumatoid arthritis and um, she's type one diabetic as well. So there's, you know, making sure she's, you know, got what she needs before she, you know, goes out and pushes 20, 25 Ks in a racing chair, um, all that sort of thing. It's, um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot about that. And, you know, as far as mobility for her and exercise and, and all sorts of stuff, yeah, probably uh, the biggest takeaways. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a learn, it's been a real learning curve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you learn when you're on the tools, right? At the end of the day, which is good. Hundred percent. Yeah. Just, um, you know, if we're talking specifically with her, um, you know, just with with her diabetes, as far as you know, noticing, I I often would notice things happening for her before she noticed it, um, like a drop in her blood sugars and, and things like that, um, and um, because Tash is also visually impaired, she relies on me a lot for being able to see things as well um so yeah it's it, it's been a massive i guess range of different things that you know we have to focus on and think on and, yeah and work around yeah definitely keeps you on your toes that's for yeah, sure yeah in a big way yeah no yeah. pun intended yeah no, 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 <laughs> get on my toes hey there he is uh, well that's it you got that off a buddy's strand there my friend yeah. so dips what, in the chair li- literally right yeah. what would you know for other athletes out there as well mm-hmm that are disabled or you know they're they're paralyzed what advice would you give to those athletes who may be listening in or even just for athletes in general that oh, you know look, we can take away an application i i guess um my biggest thing and is you know is and this i guess not just for athletes but and but um for anybody really people with disabilities is um say yes more um like i'm it. not saying say yes all the time because I'm not the sort of person that's ever going to jump out of a perfectly good plane, um, but you know, there's so much, so much a life to live just by saying yes um, and putting yourself out there a little bit, and you know, trying new experiences and meeting new people, and mm. um, you know, just giving, giving random stuff that you thought you'd never. I'm not saying bad stuff, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. know, just um, giving st- everything a go, trying, trying new things. Um, 
you know, it, it, to parents of people with of, of kids with disabilities, um, you know, they, they're more capable than you might think. Um, so absolutely, um, just go out and, and give everything a go. Mm. Would that be some advice you'd give to your younger self as well, or would there be something different that you're doing? Hundred percent. As I said earlier, you know, I was I was really lucky um, that I I probably didn't push myself as much as I could have because of my own thoughts, feelings, and, and fears, I guess. Um, whereas my parents, on the other hand, were like, yeah, go out and yeah, give it a go. Um, knowing what I know now, I, I absolutely would have you know, pushed myself a, a, maybe a little bit more than what I did. Um, yeah, but I'm thankful that I came to that realization and, you know, and um, yeah, using what I've got left of this, of this good life to, yeah, go out and do stuff. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. and I think hindsight is a great thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, obviously yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah, sorry. No, no, go on. I was going to say, you know, it's, um, you know, I always say to people, don't let something happen to make you realize, have that realization. Like for me, it was, you know, it's ill health and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, if you had that mindset from the beginning, you're not missing out. You know, you don't miss out on it. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it definitely does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a neat, it's a thing that we we talk about a lot uh, mm. in today's life, and we get caught up sometimes in the past, in the future, but then sometimes as a dichotomy, sometimes too much in the present. Yeah. And what I mean by that, for people listening, because that might sound confusing, is that we take for granted that you know every day comes and everything mm. is going to be you know as it is and tomorrow really never comes in in relation to oh you know i'll do that someday yeah, and, yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, we're all guilty of it mm -hmm. but putting a plan of action in place making sure you make it real you put it down on paper you mm -hmm. tell people 100%. you hold yourself accountable whether it is like you said jumping out of a plane perfectly good mm -hmm. or <laughs> whether it's going on that holiday that you yeah. wanted to do or, mm -hmm. or or the spontaneity it we all do it because it takes effort mm -hmm. and the path to least resistance always wins yeah 100 but again i think we constantly need to just remind ourselves of this mm -hmm. simple but very critical concept yeah. of just getting out there and making things happen absolutely which yeah. i think is a great takeaway yeah yeah life is for living and and um you know don't don't wake up tomorrow mm. knowing that you can't wishing that you had um love it yeah love it love yeah. it well look before we get on to some rapid fire questions cool. and round it out which are pretty fun in yeah, nature yeah. excellent uh, yeah you'll enjoy these <laughs> i wanted to ask what's on the cards for the future for you for tash you know for the business mm -hmm. you know in invincible and and helping people go forth i know you're doing some classes you're doing some seminars symposiums yeah. you know whatever you want to name them and label them yeah so tash and i do a lot of speaking around um motivation resilience um I do, I've, my program's around finding your why, discovering your passion, your purpose, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of that sort of stuff at the moment, which is great. Um, you know, getting out there, as far as training is concerned, I, I'm a big believer in um, always learning um, and, you know, learning new things and new ways of doing things. And, you know, um, uh, so um, I, I'm sort of thinking about as far as you know, extending my knowledge and all that sort of stuff. So that, that's me. Um, Tasha's got competition coming up in June, um, which is a track competition. So she's by virtue a marathon racer, but um, she's sort of dabbling in a bit of track at the moment as well. Which is a shorter distance. Shorter distance. So she's be doing the 100, 200, 400, 800. 
Um, so we've we're so it's almost like sprinting from them. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's but, cool, man. Yeah, hundred percent. What's the speeds that they get up out to? Uh, of interest, top speed, like when you're doing those shorter distances. Um, shorter distances, thirty to forty, somewhere in the thirty that's to forty k an hour. Yeah, yeah. That's decent. Um, some of the the top, no top races. Some of the top guys will get much faster than that. But yeah, they, 60? they move. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, possibly 50s, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, decent. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, they they move. You wouldn't want to get in their way, that's for sure. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that's cool yeah, to see. Yeah. So yeah, we've got that. So Mackay coming up in June, um, and then we get into marathon season. So uh, Gold Coast Marathon um, at home, which is going to be really nice. It's nice to, and um, it's probably it's my favorite and i think it's tasha's favorite too how many people is tasha up against like how, what can you expect um at a meet like and i know it always fluctuates but yeah. you know for example say the the marathon in general i know there's mm -hmm. categories as well and obviously it's on probably the same circuit yeah yeah but in tasha's well actually how many categories are there um that they split you know the wheelchair racing up into yeah uh, is it just males and females or is there even other categories as well? it, it depends on the race they they all tend to individually do it uh, do it individually um depending on the race but yeah it's, it's generally male female first second third um in wheelchair racing um yeah and um it depends if they've got low numbers like if there's not as many wheelies they might just do male or female there's you know one or two races that just do like a Overall, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But you generally you're getting how many turn up to compete? Oh, generally, generally, um, you know, some we some you can show up. There might be four or five races. Um, other there, others there might be thirty or forty or fifty. Oh um, yeah, de yeah, depending That's on the cool. race. There used to be a wheelchair race in Sydney um, on Australia Day, which was phenomenal. The the race is still going on. Um, they sadly they just don't get as many people. Um, back when I used to do it you'd be lining up with 100, 150. That's wicked. And it was, it was massive. It, it would have been so cool as well, just to meet, you know, like-minded people as 100%. well. 100%. People travel more from all over the world. Yeah. Sorry. I know, you're right. It's good, like, again, when you have that, it motivates you as well, <coughs> as an athlete. Oh, and it was, that was, and it was Australia Day, so beginning of the year, um, and it was phenomenal. Like, you're lining up with, and great way for, meeting friends and you know um just mixing it and mixing it with some of the world's best um like back then um it was a and it still is it's a phenomenal road race um and it was a fast race um beautiful scenery and um the crowd was there because it was australia day and you're in the and you're in the rocks area in sydney so what more could you want yeah yeah, yeah exactly right yeah, it's yeah. very very cool in that yeah. respect right yeah yeah 100 that's yeah. awesome man yeah. well look let's get into the rapid fire questions awesome. a bit more fun in nature light-hearted cool. so whatever comes to mind first because the more you think about these the more answers generally develop and you'll generally change your answer so i want the knee-jerk reaction cool. the initial right. kind of that's what i do the first one is if you could choose a superpower and you can make one up what yep. would it be and why hold my breath underwater Hey, that's a good one. I'm ocean obsessed. That um, is a belter. No one's actually yeah. said that. Oh, cool. oh good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good one. Or be yeah. able to like breathe underwater, I guess. Yeah. The very, very top of my bucket list is swimming with whale sharks. It's yeah, it's on my today. We were talking about that lately. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I'm just. I'm, Can you I'm, do that in Australia? Um, whale sharks. <laughs> different than the, obviously the great whites excuse me yeah i think you can swim i don't know if it's whale sharks um 
WA, I think you can do it, in North Queensland. You yeah. can swim with, um, Another great white swimmers. swim in Perth. Yeah, okay. Woo. That's yeah, one yeah, hell of a predator. Be, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I want to do, do, do the cage one. Yeah, oh, I want to do it. You want the cage. I mean, they can, oh, yeah. they, they, yeah. you know, they can have my legs if they want. You know, it's a bit of a taster. But <laughs> yeah, you need the upper body still. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to keep that if possible. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be the one. I like it. Yeah, like yeah. It. Um, ocean obsessed. Um, I guess growing up on the Gold Coast and surrounded by water, and um, you know, I grew up being on the water. Um, you know, with my dad, we used to go out in our boat, or my sister and my mum as well, and um, you know, just always, always been around water and, and just love it. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine not being near the water. Like, you know, I, yeah, just, I know what I you mean. Couldn't do it. You know? Feel claustrophobic in some ways. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. My next one is if you could choose up to three people mm -hmm. to have dinner with, dead or alive. Yes. Who would they be? Oh, okay. This is a tough question Th because it would change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, three people, dead or alive. Um, it's only three seats. Oh. It's hard because you know there's so many people you'd want. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. Um, and this is probably one people say all the time. I've, I've always thought Nelson Mandela would have been. I mean, he's. <laughs> Well, there's conversations, but yeah. it's, uh, on my podcast, it's not there. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not too frequent, but I think I'd be about that. Yeah, yeah. So Nelson Mandela would be one. Um, uh, I think, um, uh, who else? Who else? I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, you do put a little bit of thought into it. Yeah. You'll, you'll go on late and you'll go, God, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. I could have had this person, this person. Um, I think um, probably... Uh, Michael Jordan? Yeah, would MJ. Be, yeah, he'd be a cool one. I think so, yeah. Um, I like the way he speaks as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Seems like a yeah, quite a great character. Yeah, 100%. Um, and um, there's a, um, a speaker. I'm just trying to think of his name. Um, I'll think of it now. Is he uh, an older or a younger speaker? Younger guy. Um, younger guy. I can't think of his name. It's not Gary V. No, Gary. See, Gary V would be very cool. I've I've seen Gary V speak, um, and just like he's just so, just because he's himself, you know, he's he's himself. He's so captivating, um, Gary V. I've seen him. Um, yeah. It's not Tony Robbins. No, not no, not Tony. I haven't seen Tony Robbins. Mm. Um, Tash, I believe, has seen Tony Robbins. Yes. Yeah, yeah Tony yes. Robbins speak. Um, speak about that. Yeah. Um, uh, what about a third one? Third one, yeah, let me think of somebody else. Um, so you've got Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. You've got Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. I'm trying to think of this public speaker. Yeah, yeah. He's um, younger. I'm trying to think of a younger public speaker, though. Yeah, I'm just, uh, he developed the, the why, discovering your why oh, concept. Oh, yes, um, uh, Simon Sinek. That's the man. Yeah, I'm glad you I, thought of No, because I actually thought, I was like, I wonder if it is Simon Sinek, but I yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've been... Um, I was going to say, because he's the Y guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to a lot of his stuff, and I, I just think conversation with him would be amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you came on this, because I was saying, what's the guy's name? <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. I think he's got some, he's got some great concepts, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the last one would be, if you have one last meal, mm -hmm. what is that combination looking like? For example, you can have entree, drink, main, mm -hmm. dessert, you just have one. What you go to, like, that's my jam, every time that's gonna hit the spot. Entree would be um, Wagyu gyoza. 
Ooh. Gyoza? Like it. No, it is. Gyoza? No, you bang on. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's someone Japanese out there who's telling me I'm wrong. But... Main would be my mum's lasagna. Hey, um, now you're talking. Nearly 40 years old, and I will I will go to my grave thinking my mum's lasagna. I think everyone thinks their mum's lasagna is the best, but mine, of course. My, mine is. Um, and uh, a banoffee pie dessert. <laughs> Mate, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good thing I'm on wheels because they'd have to wheel me out after that. Yeah, I concur, the, mate. They yeah. are some good choices. Yeah. They're solid. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. What about yeah. a drink? Why not? Let's top it off. Oh, um, if, if we're talking alcoholic beverages. Oh, um, anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Jack Daniels probably hey, is, is my JD, poison. Hey, he's JD, man. Yeah, JD is my poison. Yeah, yeah. So, um, J yeah, JD and, and Coke or Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep a little bit healthy. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, just... I'm so used to, um, yeah, the diet stuff now. It's, it, drink something, yeah. You order a drink, and um, if they put normal Coke in it, yeah, it's so noticeable. Eh? Like, yeah, I joke with people. I was like, oh, the full fat version. Like, There's no fat in it. I'm like, yeah, no, it's I'm just messing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the full strength. <laughs> the full strength. But yeah. you know, on that note as well, mm. it's interesting to see how you know chocolate bars have you know changed the composition the serving mm. sizes the amounts same with soft drinks you know i remember mm. even when i was back in my teens mm. and i was in motor racing and yeah. i remember i would get a fanta after the race you know the kids would get coke i never liked coke blessing in disguise perhaps but i remember looking at the can just out of interest back then and it was up to i believe it was between 60 or 70 grams i think yeah, it was even 75 huge. grams of sugar yeah and this was a can mate. it's a 375 miller and now yeah. you know the bottles i, I looked i think it was uh, it was years ago now and it went sort of to around that 40 50 mark yeah and now it's it's at like the 27 30 mark yeah so yeah. they've really brought it down yeah. you know which is probably not a bad thing uh because not a lot of people apart from athletes would need that kind of glucose hit yeah, sugar yeah, hit all in one setting it's a very acute time for that and for yeah. most people who are drinking those drinks they're going to be generally sedentary so yeah, yeah. you know they don't need 80 grams of sugar just bang in the system imagine you know somebody you know who's who's not in a an active job sitting at a desk just you know, well, mate, you have five cups of them a day, and then you see where the calories come from. People go, I don't know how I'm putting on weight. Well, I can tell you how you're putting yeah, on no, weight. Exactly <laughs> what you're doing. Exactly it's all of those right. little things. Yeah. And, and down on my final question, which is a bit more serious in nature, mm -hmm. which I ask all my guests at the sure. end, and that is, can you identify a fear that you've had or may still have? Mm -hmm. What it was mm -hmm. and what you are doing or what you have done to overcome that said fear. It could yeah. be anything from public speaking to spiders, jumping out of airplanes yeah what is it for you yep. that you know you've learned from or, or been able to cultivate or perhaps it's something that you're still facing up to um probably my biggest fear is um uh not not um showing fletcher what how amazing life can be um so that's something i i and that's something I work towards every day is, uh, you know, different ways of and wanting to be able to show him um, what life can give you if you just reach out and grab stuff with both hands and, um, you know, look after yourself and, you know, um, how amazing things can be. Yeah. 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 So I guess as far as fear is concerned um, and also looking after myself and making making sure that was that in saying that that's probably my biggest one is um, people with my disability, you know, up until fairly recently, there's a lot of stuff that can knock you down, you know, um, health issues and whatnot. So um, my biggest fear, uh, you know, is making sure that, or, or 
is you know going before my time and and so making sure that I'm around for him and happy and healthy and active and um, living my best life for him. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I love that man. Well, it's great, like you said, because when you've got now someone else, mm. you know, not only your wife but your son Fletcher, yeah. you know, who you're responsible for, mm. you feel obligated. You know, now there is more to lose. Sometimes when you're a young single man, you you know, you've got your parents, you got your friends, you don't think like that, no. and you don't want to necessarily think about those things but you, you need to be cognizant that you've got people relying on you yeah so yeah, yeah 100%. i think that's a very you know a prominent message yeah, that we thanks. need to be cognizant of yeah yeah it's just um you know i had a, I had a situation um back in 2018 my health took a, a serious dive um and um i was and fletcher wasn't even fletcher wasn't even one um at that time so um uh yeah up from that uh, that was sort of my I guess my kick up the ass to say, all right, I need to, you know. And it wasn't really through anything that I was doing. It was, um, it was medication related. I was taking medication that I, um, I was, shouldn't have been taking, I guess. Um, that was, it was prescribed to me. Um, but yeah, it, it put me in a really precarious health situation. Um, and after that, I'm like, you know what? No more of this. I'm, you know, I'm, I live for him and, you know, making sure I'm around for him for as long as I can be. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quaint reminder. I think that's quite an appropriate way to round out what I can say has been quite an interesting, fascinating, and inspirational conversation, my friend. Thank you, man. It's been Pre fun. Appreciate your time. For people who want to know more, they want to follow along, they might mm -hmm. want to reach out for coaching, yeah. questions, resources, they Absolutely. might want to come along with some of the seminars or mm -hmm. you know these conversations that you have with yeah. Tash as well. Yeah. Where are the best place for, places or place mm -hmm. for people to go and find you? Um, so you can go to our website, which is invinceable.co. Um, so not .com, .co, because, um, yeah. yeah, or uh, you can um, find me on Insta at the real Adam Shepherd um, on Insta, um, or send me an email, adam at um, invincible.co. Cool. There you go. Easy, short, sharp, sweet. Lions, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening or watching wherever you're tuning in from. As ever, if you like this episode, give it a like on YouTube, share it with someone who you'll find it valuable as well or who will appreciate it because it helps the channel grow. Again, leave a rating and a review. It takes a minute if it's safe to do so, but it means a lot. And again, we can keep getting this into more people's ears. And as you already know, until the next episode, stay fearless. For those of you who are confused, frustrated, and sick and tired of not seeing the results that you want or deserve, make sure that you click the apply for coaching button in the description below and line up a completely free consultation with myself where we can discover if it's a good fit as client and coach and take your health and physique to the next level once and for all.